0: Do you know who's behind your email? What do they fund? Are they building a culture you want to be a part of? This advent, break up with big tech and reboot your email with FIDE. Look us up. F-I-D-E-I. And There's a link in the description box below. That's FIDE, how Catholics send email. The recent news about Cardinal Burke and Bishop Strickland has really dominated the Catholic news cycle, at least in America, and frankly, internationally as well. Lost in all of that news has been a brewing debate in Europe about the schismatic and heretical German synodal way, where the German bishops are basically saying that the Catholic Church really isn't and has never been an authority on matters of morality, and that the church should toss out our moral codebook and replace it with a suspiciously set secular set of values. We need to get with the times. For quite a while now, a Polish archbishop has been pushing back against this And this debate is brewed into something quite public, especially in the aftermath of the news I reported last week, where the German bishops admit that they're going to continue pushing for their errors, despite at least illusory pushback from Rome in the endorsement by the synod of much of their program. And it's really also predictably, really, but this debate is important because it does highlight at least one thing that there are champions for the faith who are willing to speak out against these errors, even if it causes them problems with Francis or their brother bishops. Internal discord is never a good thing, but they're willing to take take the risk. So an example of this is something I covered in my stream this past Sunday. I covered it in full at that time, but I want to briefly revisit at least one part of what I talked about that day here. And that's Bishop Schneider recently gave an address about his book Credo. The catechism he wrote that received the imprimatur from a bishop in America that has caused the Pope's blamers to think he's completely gone off the rails and betrayed the church or something, and who say that he has somehow got Catholic teaching wrong because he's not interpreting the development of doctrine through their particularly modernist heretical lens. Again, it's also tiresome. Schneider addressed the idea of change in the church and changing the faith, among other things. Here he is addressing that important topic and refuting the language of the Synod of Synodality and has call for a paradigm shift in the faith, something the German bishops also said. Quote, The Catholic faith cannot admit a change or a rupture or a reinterpretation into another meaning that it had been constantly believed and taught for 2,000 years. Nowadays, we see the introduction of some changes and ruptures in the presentation of the truth regarding doctrine and morals. To hide and mask such changes, seductive expressions are used, such as paradigm shift or hermeneutic of continuity, even when it is obvious that the changes contradict the constant belief and practice of the church, in such situations, one should say, "I know my Catholic faith, I will not permit myself to be confused for the sake of this faith. I am ready to give my life. The church has to fulfill her primary mission of proclaiming the truth, bearing in mind that she will be always persecuted." End quote. We'll save his discussion of the hermeneutic of continuity there for another time. But in general, he's not wrong. The truth of the faith comes from Christ, and Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The faith, by extension, does not change, regardless of what some modernist the world sees as pope and his coterie of synodalists say as they build their false church. Schneider's address is, at least for Americans, the highest profile pushback against the synod yet, because he's been consistently doing it when many other bishops haven't been. Schneider's big in America, among traditional and conservative Catholics, and for good reason. He speaks the truth frequently, issues corrections of Francis with courage, but also with what some have criticized him for, which is being maybe a tad too charitable, at least in the eyes of his critics. And while his positions won't make everyone happy all the time, because it's impossible to do that, pretty much everyone agrees that he's high on the list of bishops who are likely to earn the wrath of Francis. He certainly won't be getting a promotion anytime soon. He is, a, he is an assistant bishop in Kazakhstan, after all. Not that Bishop Schneider cares about such things as promotions, but Schneider's not the only one. Archbishop Gadeski has been publicly correcting the German bishops about their obvious heresies for some time. In Europe, this is what ca- is capturing the attention of faithful Catholics. You don't have to be a strident traditionalist, rad trad, or outspoken conservative Catholic to oppose what's going on in the German synodal way. Catholics from all walks of life, regular Catholics who have the faith, who want to have greater faith and are trying to live a faithful life, are deeply concerned with what's going on there. And now this correction of the German bishops is getting the attention of the regular media in, at least the regular Catholic media in America. And so we have this fun story of that correction getting pushed back from the National Catholic Register, which gives us this headline. Confronting Controversy, German-Polish bishops' dialogue highlights synodal way tensions. The German prelate roundly criticized the Polish archbishop for raising serious several concerns about the controversial German process with Pope Francis. Alright, so the National Catholic Register is the print arm of EWTM, and it's, it's pretty moderate in its reporting. It's neither the remnant, which is a faithful traditional outlet, nor is it the National Catholic Reporter, which likes to play act as Catholic from time to time, but otherwise is a pretty secular outlet. What's noteworthy here is that Bishop Georg Batzing of Germany, who was basically the leader of the schismatic heretical movement in that country, and Archbishop Stanislaw Gadeski decided to meet face-to-face and talk about the problem in Germany, and it was apparently a pretty frosty meeting. Remember, Christ tells us to first take our concerns to our brother directly before taking them to the church to address. That might be what Gadeski is doing here. So here's the account of all of that from the National Catholic Register. Quote, A public dispute between the German bishops' conference president and his Polish counterpart took another turn on Monday when both prelates met in person to discuss what the German bishop called irritations. Bishop Georg Batzing of Limburg, Germany, and Archbishop Stanislaw Gadeski of Poznań, Poland, spoke on November 27th on the sidelines of the annual plenary meeting of the Council of European Bishops' Conferences, the CCEE, in Malta according to a report by CNA Deutsch. The German Bishop's Conference confirmed the encounter. It followed a strongly worded letter by Bishop Botzing to his Polish counterpart, published on November 21st, in which the German Bishop accused the Polish Archbishop of making, quote, false statements about the synodal way. The German prelate roundly criticized the Polish Archbishop for raising several serious concerns about the controversial German process with Pope Francis. Bishop Botzing accused his Polish counterpart of, quote, overstepping his authority and, quote, unbrotherly behavior by not raising the issue during the Synodal meeting in Rome. The German bishop did not explain how the Polish prelate should have done so, given the limited time allocated to delegates for speeches. Both prelates have already exchanged views over the controversial German initiative. As early as 2022, Archbishop Gadeski raised serious concerns about whether the controversial German process was rooted in the gospel, end quote. And it's true, at the, the Synod of Synodality, the delegates were given very limited time, something like three minutes, to give their personal addresses to the Synod, which really isn't a good way of fostering dialogue and discernment. And the really funny thing about this is that the German bishops honestly expect us to believe that they are doing things in the name of, uh, we'll say, relative orthodoxy. And I say relative orthodoxy because when you advocate for changing the teachings of the church, you have to admit when you make such a claim that the church has been wrong about whatever it is you're trying to change the church's teaching on. Here, they want to change the church's teaching on the morality of the flesh, we'll call it, specifically James Martin's stuff and some other things. And they do it rather nakedly to get the laity to try to come back to mass in Germany, and though they also invoke Ted McCarrick-type stuff that was going on in Germany, and they never, ever are willing to admit that at the end of the day, the direct linkages between the James Martin topic and the Ted McCarrick problem in the church are undeniable. They just are. All you have to do is look at the statistics of of what those bad priests were doing and who was involved in it. It's all you have to do. The correlation is nearly perfect. And I say, and I use the word correlation because I've actually looked at statistical analyses of that problem, the actual number crunching in a, so, the closest thing to a scientific way that social scientists have of doing things. And the correlation is the most perfect correlation I've ever seen in any kind of social science study. And yet these guys won't admit the linkage because if they did, they couldn't then argue for making the James Martin sin accepted and normal in the church. They just couldn't do it. And so they just push back on bishops like Gadeski and others when they point out that these guys are frankly on the verge of schism, if not actually in full schism at this point. The article goes on to tell us that the meeting between the two was likely to have been awkward. Remember, Germany and Poland are neighboring countries and EU travel policies allow EU citizens to move around pretty much wherever they want to go, meaning that when Botsing said in response those things to Gadeski wasn't probably lost on the Polish population, they probably found out about it pretty quickly. Now, as understand it, Archbishop Gadeski enjoys widespread support among the laity in Poland, which is a country where the faith looks pretty vibrant in comparison to the dismal state of affairs in Germany. Now, it's worth noting here the church in Poland isn't exactly in an ideal situation either. It isn't anywhere you look in the world, really, but by comparison to almost anywhere else in Europe, Poland is looking pretty nice these days, which had to leave good Catholics in Germany, as well as the faithful in Poland, scratching their heads about what it was that Bishop Botzing was really going off about. What false statements was Archbishop Gadeski making? Literally everyone, anything anything, anyone is saying by way of criticism of the Synodal Way is based on public statements made by the bishops and religious leading That's subversion of the church in Germany. Batsing openly advocates for expanding ordination to include women, the imposing of homilies given by laity and direct violation of both the traditions of the church and the law of the church, as well as for James Martin blessings and the changing of the church's teaching on matters of the flesh and suspiciously on the James Martin stuff more explicitly. You don't need to invent lies about the intentions of the German synod away when they make their intentions pretty obvious. They're exploiting their own country's past problems and maybe current problems of a Ted McCarrick-type priest to push diabolical changes on the church. Even Francis has repeatedly intervened in Germany, telling them not to do the stuff they're doing. Though that might just be gaslighting on his part, as his pattern of behavior here perfectly matches how he has interacted with Cardinal Casper and his errors before endorsing Casper's errors in Amoris Laetitia. Tim Gordon on his YouTube channel has talked about that extensively, and his observation is worth noting here as a means of reminding people to not trust Francis' own motives on all of this. Not that they care about being in schism. They've threatened to go it alone, if need be. And they're clearly hoping that the Synod of Sin will endorse their weird ideas, thus forcing Francis to act. We'll see how that all plays out in October of 2024, though. Now, I expect this war of words to continue until the Synod of Sin finishes up in late 2024, and Francis issues his document response to all of that. The question I have is, what will the better bishops like Gadeski and Schneider do when that document gives ground to the modernists to some degree? Will they act by doing more than just talking? Curious what you have to say about this, so let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So does sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.